everybody, and welcome to the Movie Reel, uh, the best place for movies and entertainment. On this episode, we're going to be talking about Austin Powers. Uh, we're going to be bringing three of these, so we're going to do these kind of in, in order. So get ready over the next uh, couple of Movie Reels. We're going to talk about all three of these movies. Uh, they, they mean a lot. I grew up with these movies. I love them. They're fantastic. And we haven't done comedy actually now thinking back on it when we decided on these movies we haven't done any comedy on the movie reel so it's time we get in some um what do i want to say like on purpose type laughs you know what i mean so we've made fun of a lot of other movies <laughs> but they weren't meant to be funny uh and to help me do that on this episode is my lovely wife heather hello <laughs> she is back uh we we grew up together dating together seeing these movies so yep Thanks for uh, coming on and doing the show with me, babe. Good times. Always. Uh, before we get into all the show, we're going to real quick shout out to the loud crowd. Thanks to everybody out there for following and supporting the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, YouTube is still continuing to grow uh, slowly but surely. So we, we love that. Uh, we love the community. We're having a great time with it. Uh, if you want to listen to anything else and you're just catching the movie reel on just kind of a, off the cuff, uh, we do have a Loud Thumbs Gaming podcast you can go over there and check out. Uh, we do that every Monday, and then every other week, besides the movie reel, we'll do uh, video game reviews. And then on Friday, we have a YouTube exclusive where we actually put out a Power Up Bar episode. We'll do a video game-themed drink, and we got to guess what game goes with the drink, so it's a good time. But yes, we want to hear from the loud crowd, and the easiest way to do that from all of you is loudthumbs.com. Go over there, hit it up. It's super easy. Big email button right there at the beginning, and all of our socials are there. Also, uh, if you have the means and you would like to support the show, we have an option for that at patreon.com slash loud thumbs. We have multiple different tiers, exclusive content over there as well. Uh, if you don't have anything to toss our way, no big deal. Just go ahead and shoot us an Apple review. Uh, hit us with a five star and give us a, a paragraph or a sentence or two. We'd love to read it on the show. And then Spotify, you can also hit a five star review over there. We would love that. So that is it for that. On to Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. So quick synopsis I put together here real, real quick, like uh, Britain's top super sexy spy, Austin Powers, is frozen in 1967, waiting for his nemesis to return, Dr. Evil, from his cryogenic sleep in 1997. So this is a time traveling movie in a way. Uh, they are frozen yeah. and 30 years later they show up. And it just becomes hilarious. Uh, so Heather... <laughs> Uh, tell me how you feel about Austin Powers, what it means to you and what, uh, what you think about the movie as well. Um, Austin Powers is hilarious. Um, it, it, there's just so many funny innuendos and puns, which is right up my alley. Like that's my favorite type of comedy. Um, not just the first movie, but all of these movies. I mean, they do mean a lot. Like we grew up watching them together when we were dating. The first movie came out two years before we met mm -hmm. but you were the person who introduced me to austin powers yeah so we have a special connection with those movies and um yeah they're they're hilarious it's fun just to pop one in if you just need to have a, a funny movie to watch to relieve the stress of the day and you just want to laugh like this movie is guaranteed to make you laugh absolutely if you need a break and you just want to forget about the world, this is a great movie to watch because it will yes. <laughs> it will allow that to happen. Um, 
the um the box office for this movie goes to show how popular austin was and uh hopefully we get more of him in the future and we'll talk about that in a later episode we'll see what happens but 112 and a half million dollars was the box office uh budget and the box office like take in uh 676 million dollars so Dang. it made I six times its budget I didn't realize it made that much money. Yeah, well, I, about, I do remember it being huge. So go ahead. What were you saying? The Think about the difference in the money now. Like that's 600 first, million back then to now, it would be that, like... That's like a billion now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. This movie was enormous and it spawned, you know, two tri- two a trilogy. I mean, it spawned yeah. two, two sequels. Uh, but it's um, it goes to show, I remember, you know, when it came out, it was one of those movies where nobody really knew much about it. I remember the trailers to this day. I remember the the pun with, you know, like, uh, this is me in a nutshell. Oh, it's me in a nutshell. Oh, what am I doing in a nutshell? Like I, that I remember from the trailer every single time. And it made no sense in the trailer at all. You're just like, what is this weird guy? And it made you want to see the movie. Um, they, they don't do movies like this anymore, which is super sad. So I want to do more of these on the movie reel because I think more people need to give them some love and watch them. And if they, you know, run across our show here and they go watch it, uh, we're just helping. That's for the greater good, yeah. you know, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I, I absolutely couldn't believe uh, the difference in if six times the amount of money is. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a and whole I think lot. it helped too, you know, Mike Myers was a huge SNL star then. And, you know, people knew him from that. And they were like, what is this guy doing? What, right. what is yeah. this movie? And, you know, the trailers, it didn't really tell you what the movie was about. So people were really curious to see, like, what the heck is this? Yeah, these are the trailers from, like, the days of where it's like, a man, a mystery, <laughs> an international <laughs> man of mystery. You know, that, that, those are the trailers yeah. from the day. Like, <laughs> trailers now don't have voiceovers. They just have Mm-mm. text shot up on them. And then you just see what's happening in the movie. And you go, yep. you go online and you theorize with everybody about what it was. And... This this was a a huge moment in Mike Myers' career, hundred percent. Uh, I mean, oh, he yeah. went from doing like Wayne's World and you know, So I Married an Axe Murderer, you know, comedy movies that were good, and um, Wayne's World was a big one that really kind of put his name on the map. But this this movie put his name on the world. Like, I mean, everybody knew who Mike Myers was after this movie came out, and I'm glad of that because I really do like Mike Myers. He's one of my favorite, uh, yeah. you know, comedic actors. And um, he stands right up there, you know, next to, you know, Jim Carrey, Eddie Murphy, I know those guys. So I, um, I am looking forward to talking about this. So obviously we gave you the synopsis. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. You're okay. But like, we even used to have the Austin Powers action figures. Yeah, we still have one. We have the one from Goldmember. It's, it's on the shelf. Uh, I don't know or remember what happened to all the other ones, but I still have that one with the big pimp cane, which we're going to talk <laughs> yes, about. That's on a the one I was episode. thinking about. Yeah, yeah, we still have it. It's on the shelf somewhere <laughs> out there uh, amongst all of our collectibles. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, this this movie, like we went over the synopsis already, but it, it, it takes place and it's like it's kind of a quasi musical type of movie. You know, that's uh, that's something that kind of took me by surprise and they do lean into that in future movies and we'll talk about, but you know, it starts off with a music number, you know, it's the, you know, and he's jumping in the screens, pausing and, you know, he's, he's showing his name comes up on the screen and everything. And it's just this really hippie type movie that starts out and then he gets frozen 
and then sent into the future, you know, 30 years later. And he plays, Mike Myers plays Dr. Evil and he plays Austin Powers. And I'll be honest, the first time I watched this movie in theaters, I couldn't tell that he was Dr. Evil. I had no idea. And I'm curious, do you remember whether or not you could tell or if you already knew maybe? I think I probably already knew because at the point in time where I watched the movie for the first time was with you mm-hmm. and it had been out for a couple years. So that's true. That's I already true. knew at that point in time that he did both characters. I would be curious to ask, we should have asked the kids because they watched it with us if they realized. Yeah, we didn't ask them, did we? We didn't yeah. ask. Yeah. I think Cullen did, but Ellie, I don't know if she did. Right. Well, I can admit I didn't know. And I was like a 17 year old, you know, teenager, whatever, you know, but uh, yeah, I remember because this was like one of the first few movies I got to go. I drove myself to the theater with some buddies and we all watched it together. And then it was just a huge moment for us. We're like quoting it forever then after that. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, it's the acting in the movie is not like super or anything like that but i will have to say it's it's better for a movie like this that you you they could have gone super a naked gun tongue-in-cheek all that kind of stuff but they they did a pretty good job i mean it's a fun movie it's acted out pretty well um the comedy in it is fantastic uh all the innuendos like you mentioned you know uh you know he's always asking you know do i make you horny and you know those kinds of things and i mean our kids have no idea what that means but they just think no. he's silly. So they're laughing at him because he's silly um, trying to get, you know, um, it, Mrs. It's Kensington. Uh, what was her, mm-hmm. what's her first name again? I totally forget it. Um, Vanessa. Vanessa. So uh, yeah, when he's in the, in the, in the, the jumbo jet, that scene on the bed in the jumbo jet. Oh, I fell over. Oh, I fell <laughs> over again. You know, like it's just, yeah, he's a very lovable character, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Like he's just, quirky and lovable and he is in the time that's not his original time so that just makes it you know he, he's very naive in that sense yeah yeah he absolutely is um naive is a really good word because that's what he that's what happens to him when he ends up coming to 1997 when he gets unthawed which is probably one of my favorite scenes if not my favorite scene in the whole movie is the unthawing process oh, at yes. the beginning yeah um which we, we might as well be. how could it not be yeah i say we might as well talk about it because i mean i had everybody on the couch rolling and he uh he gets unthawed and he's in like the celebrity wing of the cryogenic chamber you know and there's like yeah. gary coleman and vanilla ice in there with him <laughs> yeah. and, and then he gets unthawed and they you know he gets a shower and then they're on a conveyor belt he's just on that conveyor belt being slid down you know gets a shower <laughs> yeah. gets dried off then he and they have to evacuate the system now. So he has to use the bathroom and he like, they, they help him turn around to the bathroom because he doesn't know where he's going. Yeah. And it's just this open wall with a toilet on it. And there's a shield in front that you can't see what he's doing. You can just see his what shoulders up and his feet. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right. It's just yep. like a bathroom stall, but kind of shorter at the top. And uh, yeah, he just keeps uh, just leaking the whole time, yes. you know, just pee, pee, pee. And then, you know, the system stops. It's like evacuation. Comp- and then he starts peeing again, you know, and that happens like three <laughs> or four times. And he, at one point he's leaning against the wall. Right. And he's like holding yeah, himself up because yeah. he's been standing there so long. <laughs> that scene is fantastic. And there, there's like three guys just watching him. There's like the Russian guy, the American guy, and then the Brit, the British guy, you know, yeah. Basil expedition. Right. 
Yeah. That that scene is probably one of my favorites. May, maybe has to be my favorite part of the movie, I'd say. Uh, and it's right at the beginning, so which is yeah. really good. It, and that doesn't mean that the movie gets less funny either. Oh, that, no, 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 no. It stays right up there, like just funny yep. stuff after funny stuff. Um, so I'm curious from from your standpoint and thinking about the movie as stuff with him being naive, like that's a good word for it, I think. What mm -hmm. do you think about like would people think he's just kind of like a tramp and like, you know, just kind of a man whore and all that kind of stuff? Um, like nowadays, probably. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, 100%. It, it wouldn't be taken as funny as it should be. Like, it's just tongue in cheek humor. It's just, you know, being goofy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. They would be like, oh, he's just out to get women. It's like no, he he yeah. he wants to, but that's not the only thing. Like he's about stopping Doctor Evil, so that's right. He's you know. stopping Doctor Evil while learning right. what has changed in thirty years, right? Yeah. <laughs> and finding a woman. I mean, yeah. what else is important in life? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He knows what's looking for. That's right. And it it is a little bit of a a difference in the movie when he goes from the sixties to the uh, to the nineties because his partner in the 60s has had a daughter and that is his yep. partner in the 90s so there is a connection there as well um and he confuses her at first just because he hears her name he thinks it's the same woman and no it's just, it's her daughter you know she's now part of the you know british intelligence and stuff so they do um they do a really good job casting um obviously mike myers is good i think uh vanessa which was um i'm spacing her elizabeth hurley yeah. She was really good. Uh, Michael York was great. Uh, Seth Green playing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that character stood out a lot. Uh, oh we gotta, my gosh, yes. We got to talk some Dr. Evil. That is that is for sure. Um, he he gets unthawed and shows up and he's at his like bench of people and he just starts killing them like one at a time, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he keeps Frau and he keeps, um, it's Frau Farbissina. He keeps number two because that's his money man. And Mustafa. Yeah, it was Mustafa, right. And uh, then, they, then they tell him, hey, you, you told us to freeze your sperm. And then if you weren't, if you weren't back, we were supposed to you know, make you an offspring, you know, so that your name could live on. And they're like, after a year or two, we got a little impatient. So, you know, we have, you have a son. And then they, she's like, Scott, you know, and she like yells his name. He comes, scares the shit out of Dr. Evil too, which was hilarious. Which is yeah. Great. He's like, what the? Yeah. And then, um, you know, he shows up and he, he thinks he's going to have this like awesome experience with his dad. And he's just kind of like underwhelmed with his son. Right. Cause he's yeah. just like this punk kid looks like a skater. Um, yep doesn't really listen just kind of has what he wants gets what he wants that kind of stuff right typical like portrayal of a 90s teenager yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. he's got the the baggy pants hanging down yep. to his you know <laughs> bottom of his ass and you know all that kind of baggy shirt yeah and, yeah <laughs> and then they have their back and forth uh multiple times which they continue throughout the trilogy as well and they yes. just keep it funnier and funnier um what tell me your kind of thoughts as far as like dr evil and scott and kind of dr evil overall we got to talk about him dr evil's just stupid like <laughs> he wants to take over the world but he wants to do it in the dumbest ways possible and 
there is the time difference because when he comes back and he says, you know, we're going to hold the world ransom for $1 million. And then they're like, well, this company of ours just made $90 million. And so then he's like, oh, and he just doesn't get it, like how much things have changed. And so everything that he comes up with, like he talks about, you know, a laser beam and it's already been invented and he just, he's just stupid, (laughs) but it's in the funniest way possible. Yeah. He is not a good bad guy, right? I mean, he he just happened to fall upon evil things that worked for him, I guess. (laughs) Yes. At one point it made sense to him and it worked, but then it doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) And that's kind of. That's kind of his naivety from Austin's side. It's kind of like right. the opposite side of the coin. Like he shows up and he has no idea what's happened over 30 years, but he's still going to be the same guy from 30 years ago, just the same as Austin. Right. And the difference is, is Dr. Evil doesn't really even learn. Like he, yeah, no, <laughs> there is a scene in the movie where Austin sits down and like binges 30 years worth of stuff in one night, you know, uh, from between the internet and movies, he's just kind of watched everything, but yeah, with Dr. Evil, the, the scene you're talking about where he sits down and he's coming up with all of his plans, he's like, there was the one where he's going to like shoot a hole through the ozone layer to cause skin yeah. cancer. That's already happened. <laughs> um, and then there's the other one where they're going to like make like a big stink up about the uh, Princess Di and everybody and they're going to like end up. Oh yeah, the um, Prince Charles had an affair yeah. and that now they have to get a divorce. They're going to leak information and they're like, that already happened. Yeah, and then he... <laughs> He just looks over at number two at one point and he just goes, <laughs> shit. Like he's he just <laughs> yeah. ran out of all ideas now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and then um, to, to jump to more Dr. Evil stuff, when he's talking with uh, Austin after he shows up later in his like, you know, evil lair and, and Scott is telling him like, why don't you just kill him, man? Like just shoot him, just shoot him yeah. right now. Yeah. Like Scott is the evil one. Like he knows like, yep. I could I could take care of this guy right now. We could do it together. It could be fun, you know? Yeah. And he's like, no, Scott, no. Like, you know, we have to, <laughs> no. we have to do it a certain way, you know, whatever. And then he like sends him down some elevator. Something's like, you're not even going to watch to make sure everything goes okay. He's like, no, no, I, I'm just going to just hope blindly that everything goes to plan. We're, we're good. Yeah. We're okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, Scott's like the voice of reason like yes just do it and get it done and get it over with you know even for a teenage boy like he he plainly sees like okay you're stupid this is what you need to do to fix it and Dr. Evil's just like no we're okay it'll be fine yep exactly (laughs) like he knows how to be evil and Dr. Evil's like no I've been evil for 30 years I know what evil's (laughs) like you know you know but he's just all wrong at it it's so good um which is what makes their like parent-child dynamic funny because Scott is more of a parent in the situation than Dr. Evil is. Yes. But at the same time, you still get that teenage angst from, you know, Scott. Cause like when Dr. He'll be like, Dr. Evil will tell him no. And he'll be like, oh, like, come on. You know, you get that teenage attitude, but he is definitely more of the parent in this situation. Yes. Yes, he is. And then they yeah. do their, uh, they do their therapy. They go to like, you know, father-son therapy yep. and stuff. And <laughs> And Scott's like, I think he wants to, I think he wants to try and kill me. I really do. And, yeah. Yeah. And then like, no, Scott, there's, you know, your father doesn't want to kill you. And then they go and to Dr. Evil and he's like, actually, he's pretty actually, astute. I, I am trying to kill him, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just that kind of comedy and it's so good. And nobody takes any extra breath about it or anything. He just goes into a speech after that about how he was raised evil. And, you know, he was yeah. raised in Belgium by, you know, 
this i mean he has this ridiculous story and everything it's yeah and they're just listening to him now like they Mm -hmm. don't care that like oh he just admitted he's been trying to kill his kid this whole time (laughs) (laughs) it's just so whatever every day yeah it's just like his way of living up to the evil name you know he's got to be dr evil and uh we we do have like a love story that is in the middle of the movie that's kind of just kind of always in the background a little bit. I don't think it's really front and forward. I think that is the Austin Dr. Evil kind of diabolical back and forth that keeps going. Mm-hmm. But the the love story was there. Um, as thinking back as a teenager watching this movie, I was super happy that it wasn't the main thing of the movie because that, that can kind of kill a comedy if they lean too hard into that. Yeah. And I, I think this movie did a really good job of like keeping that balance of like, the back and forth between Dr. Evil and what Austin's doing and how they're trying to thwart each other and then fitting in this like little bit of a love story that's happening in the middle while Austin's learning, you know, what women are like now 30 years later, because they're not, you know, sexy stewardess anymore, baby, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are on that. Like, did you like like kind of the, the overall balance of everything or would you want more of one thing or less of another? No, I thought the balance was done really well. Um, I am not a like lovey drama, love story movie type of person. Um, Occasionally I'll watch something like that, but mostly I would rather watch something that like is funny or action or, you know, like one of my favorite movies is John Wick. So obviously (laughs) I'm not your (laughs) typical normal girly girl. Let's watch a bunch of romance movies. So it was nice that it had that in there for Austin because you do want to see the character develop as a whole and as people you know we need those relationships um but yeah I thought the balance was done very well I wouldn't have added more romance to it um I thought it went it was it was perfect like yeah it was funny it had action it had a little bit of a love story you know it was kind of a finding yourself movie as well because you know Austin found out who he really was 30 years later <laughs> yeah well and you know with the uh, with the whole love story thing you do go through the there's a bit of a love triangle situation that happens with uh, a character that has a fantastic name uh, a lot of vagina is her name <laughs> uh so we all know what it's talking about there and another one of them you know kind of punny sort of situations it's really yep. great um and she's number two's like girlfriend and like austin has to kind of get his like information from her he's got to somehow infiltrate so he goes in uh pretending to be somebody else and she like gets in a hot tub with him and then you know one thing leads to another and she she finds that spot you know what i mean like gets his leg going that kind of thing which is absolutely hilarious but yeah um he like farts in the hot tub so i mean it's not (laughs) like this real sexy thing i mean he's just they're drinking sake and and he's like i feel so relaxed and then he uh you know farts in the hot tub you know and she's like oh my god how dare you and then you know next thing you know they're like having sex or whatever uh, but he got the information he needed he got all the photos and everything so he's good to go well then Vanessa finds out about it and then you get that kind of triangle deal like she was interested in him but didn't really make it seem like she was and it just kind of confused Austin in a way but he then understood because he was interested in her too then you kind of get that little bit yeah and that was kind of how they summed it up I mean it was just kind of that little bit of uh oh you know what that it happened it's it's kind of over with now and now we're going to move on to the next you know situation and I think that made it 
I think that made it kind of nice that it was, it was part of it. It was still had a lot of comedy in it when they did it, but it ended up being kind of a heartfelt situation when they do have a conversation with each other uh, talking about how they feel and how women are now. And then she kind of teaches him everything that you can't do that. And then that's kind of when it goes into his binging scene where he's binging the last 30 years. Oh my God. You know, that kind of stuff. He's thinking like, Oh, we can just have sex with whoever we want, you know, and you only need, (laughs) you only need to use protection if you're a sailor baby, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. So um there there are so many funny parts in this movie i, I already mentioned my favorite funny part are you agreeing with that one yes. or do you have a different fun yes. okay okay uh yeah that part is hysterical um i love the shushing part with dr evil if i have to pick my favorite dr evil part that part's yeah. great yeah. uh scott keeps trying to talk and john you know dr evil keeps shushing him you know he's like i gotta go a whole bag of shh over here with your name on it boy you know that kind of stuff uh that's that's really good stuff there's really good banter back and forth it really felt like the whole cast had really good chemistry as well i think that's what makes a lot of these movies work is when you can tell that they are always just having fun even if they're doing their job they're still having a good time and quite a few of them worked together on snl i believe because obviously will ferrell was in the movie will ferrell was on snl with mike myers um seth green i believe was on snl for a short stint i could be wrong but um, I don't think he was. He might have been a writer or something like that. Okay, I, I haven't okay. looked his back, his history up or anything like that. But I, he does do a lot more writing with uh, Robot Chicken and things like that. Yes. Than he does uh, family the guy. other side of it, but Family Guy, yeah. Um, there were a lot of you know comedic actors in it. That's for sure. I do remember seeing. Um, I don't remember his name because I'm terrible at it. But he was on Mad TV. And he was the guy who did Stuart. He was the guy who gets run oh, over by the, yeah. the, the machine, you know? I don't know his name um, either. I can't remember his name. Uh, but he's one super small part in it. But you could tell that there was like some camaraderie going on with this movie where they just got a lot of buddies together and just uh, had fun with it. And then um, I think the, the last thing I, I want to talk about, because obviously this movie is really fun. I think anybody should watch it. Um, so we do a what if scenario on here and my what if is what if Austin Powers released to Friday? What if it released today? How would the world take this movie? Like it would get banned in the movie theater and not be released. It does feel like that. It yeah. really, really does. Yeah. It would be like, it would all be taken the wrong way is the way I look yeah. at it. Um, which kind of goes to show, you know, this movie was made in 1997. So, you know, we're talking, you know, 24 years later and it goes to show and, and Austin's Austin's view, 30 years went by, a lot has changed. Well, 24 years since this movie came out has gone by and a lot has changed. A lot has changed. So if this movie came out today, I think a lot of it would be taken the wrong way, which is a sad fact. Honestly, I, if, if I'm being completely honest, I, I love movies that are just super satire, super tongue in cheek, you know, just making fun of everything. Um, I mean, one of the newer satire movies that is literally making fun of all of us right now is Don't Look Up on Netflix. And I watched that movie and Mm -hmm. all it is doing is saying how dumb we are as humans. Like, you know, we just don't listen to the right people. And that movie's getting nominated for oscars you know what i mean so why can't we have the funny ones that are like because don't look up is actually pretty funny when you watch it and you think about it like it's just a lot of facepalm moments 
watching oh, yeah. it, you're like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. Listen to these people, that kind of stuff. This is going to happen one day and so on and so forth. Um, this movie couldn't happen. I mean, I, I, Austin Powers isn't going to happen. In, in real life, nobody's no, going to cryogenically no. freeze some sexy <laughs> super spy and send him to the, <laughs> send his nemesis into space in a cryogenic deal. And, and, and then they come back 30 years later and have some kind of battle. It's just not going to happen. I love these movies. I, I want more of them. And it doesn't have to be Austin Powers, but just this kind of style or genre. I mean, it kind of feel like it's a genre of its own where it's just a satire comedy that it doesn't take itself seriously, you know? And I wish I could sum it down into a better name, but I feel like it would be, it'd be wrecked. I don't think it would make six times its money. No. Uh, I feel like it'd have a hard time making all of its money back. And then yeah. I feel like it would find a cult audience after it hit DVD or something, you know, or Blu-ray. Oh yeah, Probably. You know? And after they got sued a few times, yeah. Yeah, something happened. They had to edit something, yeah. you know, because yeah. you know, of this or whatever the case was, um, which which is a bummer. Um, I think uh, I think that is what would happen, though. I do. Like, if I really had to be honest and and true and upfront about it, it would be like, damn it, like this is so good. Why don't more people watch it? Or you know, so I think that's a big reason why I wanted to bring it on the movie reel because watch these movies they're not yeah. meant to be taken seriously there's no. nothing in them that was meant to be offensive it was all meant to be super satire of you know a, a british spy james bond okay james come bond, on this is james making bond. fun of james bond this is a satire <laughs> of james bond that's exactly what this movie is yep. and we should all be able to do that we should all be able to sit back look at our lives laugh about it move on and have a good time instead of serious, serious, serious all the time. Um, yeah. I mean, all of us go watch Marvel movies to escape the real life too, right? These movies yeah. allow me to do the same thing. Like I can watch these, laugh, forget about all the worries of the world and just kind of move on, you know, to the next thing that happens. But I can always revisit these and do the same thing again. Yep. Because it's been years since uh, we've watched Awesome Powers. Yeah, it has. It's been a long, long time. And I had forgotten stuff, so which is really good. Like <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got like a miniature Men in Black memory wipe, and uh, I'm enjoying <laughs> the movie again of stuff I forgot about, which is great. So I am, uh, I I'm excited to do more of these. Uh, we're gonna come back and do, uh, inter well, we got the Spy Who Shagged Me, which is the second mm -hmm. one. Uh, which is also a pun and a satire on uh, The Spy <laughs> Who Loved Me, a James yep. Bond movie. Uh, and then Goldmember, Goldmember. Uh, is the third one, which is also another satire. And, you know. Yep. Goldeneye. Yeah, Goldeneye. You know, and we, the, the Golden Guns and the Golden Girls, it's Goldmember. Like, I mean, come on, Gold. man. That's It's a fantastic name. So we're we're definitely going to do this. We got two more to do, and we're going to do these all, all in a row. So come back. Uh, every other week and we're going to do the trilogy of Austin Powers and maybe yeah. you want to sit down and listen to all three of them at the same time. That'd be cool too. We'll keep them short and sweet and fun. These are just good movies. Talk about our favorite scenes and, and overall thoughts on the movie. But Heather, what are your final thoughts on Austin Powers to tell everybody out there? Go watch it. Sweet. Simple. It's, it's funny. You need a, a little escape. Just go watch the movie. You love it, puns it, and satire. It's right up your alley. Like, it's great. Yeah, it's go absolutely hysterical. It. Very <laughs> quotable. Uh, if you have not seen it, go watch it. We did not talk about hardly any of the parts that, no. you know, there's so many funny parts. We, we could do a huge episode and just yeah, go one, no one could, line by line. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you could fit it all in one movie reel. No, 
No, absolutely not. You just have to watch the movie because it's literally from start to end. <laughs> yeah, it is just one other joke after another that's poking fun at something. I mean, like I said, they have a frozen vanilla ice and Gary Coleman in, <laughs> in with him in the celebrity wing of a, of a cryogenic chamber. Come on. Cryogenic I mean, chamber, really, that's good yeah. stuff. That is good stuff. <laughs> And that's just the beginning of the movie. So, and it just continues to get funnier and funnier with uh, with all the little tropes and gags and little things they do throughout it. Uh, I love these movies. They're my, they're definitely my top ten. Uh, I just have to lump them together. I, I won't pick one over the yeah. other. I love all of them. They do have a good movie uh, story that you kind of watch as as they go. They do kind of connect in a way, which is just fun to see. So, we're going to be back on the next episode, and we're going to talk about the spy who shagged me and find out who that spy is i don't know we'll find out <laughs> when we talk about it but final thoughts for this one for me i've already said but i'm giving it a big thumbs up that's a, a definitely a loud thumbs up and as of right now this what we've been watching we haven't really been watching too much we're uh mm -hmm. we've been watching ozark we're ca almost caught up on yeah. that so that's a that's a fun one if you guys uh want something that's more serious definitely opposite of austin powers uh, check that one out on Netflix exclusively. That's a good show to watch. And uh, I think we're going to finish up uh, Love is Blind, right? We, we have our, yeah. uh, that's our, that's our like one garbage trash TV vice, I think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the one train wreck of a show that we watch. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. It's a lot of, a lot of head shaking and face palming like, oh and WTF and, you know, it's like, okay, you know, hope these people find love, but man, oh man what a way to try yeah. and find love oh my <laughs> what god what a way to do it <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks to my lovely wife heather again for joining me on the movie reel anytime and you'll see her back again in a couple more yeah. so we're just going to keep this going and until next time my name is nick stay loud <laughs>